on maynard.com.au. AU! Welcome to the widescreen, live on stage, Ice Capades musical that is Bunga Bunga 53! 53 Bunga That's almost too many, or is it? That's the voice of Tim Ferguson. And that is the voice of Maynard. Bunga, 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 bunga. I've been impressed by some stuff before. Hello, Maynard. But not this time. Bunga. Bunga. If you're looking for a big mechanical shark, you'll be getting one. On this show, we'll have... And we'll have... I know a guy with a wooden leg named Joe. What's the name of his other leg? Tim, you brought something special. Oh, yeah. Listen to this. The man I marry is my delight. We never argue. We never fight. Come on. And I know where he is every single night. Because I shot him. Bunga Bunga News. I've been running around the country, went to, what's that place called? You know, it's in the north. It's full of people from the south. Darwin? Brisbane. Indonesia? Brisbane. Went to Brisbane Comedy Festival. Thank you very much to Brisbane. People laughed at me, but a man of my condition, you've just got to accept it. I was listening to an incredibly funny comedian, Reese Nicholson, the other day, and he was uh, saying on a podcast that a lot of people on the festival circuit start at Brisbane, so often the Brisbane people always see a half-formed show. Is there any truth to that? That may be true. The circuit has grown. This year we started in Perth. It's quite an exhausting period for most comedians, mainly because they drink too much. I've been hanging out with you for a couple of days here and we can reveal that you are doing a secret art project of which we can say nothing. We can say nothing about it. Nothing. Which is what makes it so artistic. But it does have its own ennui sting, your secret art project. Uh, fantastic. It's an installation and it's big. That's what I do like about it. You look at it and say it may not be art, but I can't miss it. Its main run's probably going to be at the tool shed in Oxford Street upstairs there. Well, there's an art for surviving an evening in that venue. <laughs> but that's all we can say right now. And have you got any shows coming up? What's the next one? Is it Sydney? Yeah, Sydney Comedy Festival. I think it's May the 2nd and 3rd. Comedy Store. Should be lots of fun. I've always enjoyed that room. Get a bit dirty. There's a little sign right next to the stage, Maynard. Please do not interrupt the performers. That's otherwise known as heckling. So I dare you to come along and breach that guideline. He's hoping for walkouts. You've got some walkouts in Perth. You maybe got a walkout in Brisbane. You don't know. They might have come back in. How many walkouts are you hoping for in Sydney? Walkouts in Sydney should be fairly high, mainly because people in Sydney figure, I can't be shocked. I'm from Sydney. I went to a David Williamson play once. And so 20 seconds later, after I said good evening, there will be walkouts. Hey, the guy in the wheelchair is just saying some stuff. It's not that I set out to offend people. It's just that I do offend people without having set out to do so, which is even more satisfying. Shout out to Kittler, who's been under a bit of an injury cloud. He's come quite well, hasn't he? Kittler, in fact, has been taken care of by you, Maynard, coming here every morning and giving him legal drugs, legal ones. He's quite sprightly. I did not know you could give a cat progesterone, but you can. You bet you can. And after a while, he wants you to give it to him. It's the ecstasy 
give the cat catnip. Forget it. That's for beginners. I'd like to thank everyone who came along to the two nights I've done recently at the Red Bar in Glebe, upstairs there in Glebe, Maynard's Love Shack, which I did with Lance Leopard. We had a great night. We played Duran Duran. Yellow and we played Alison Moyet all in one night. What happens if you play them all at the same time? The next Love Shack is on Saturday, May the 4th. The last time it went completely off. Who would have thought that you could wear furniture as a hat? But I did prove that that's possible. And our movie night where we showed Valley of the Dolls the other week was pretty good too. Thank you all for coming by, everybody. Wow, we've just seen the last people off. Our first movie night here in You Gotta See This. Of course, Valley of the Dolls, 1967. And Lance and I have just presented that. What was your favourite scene from Valley of the Dolls? I loved the scene when... Where Helen Lawson Helen had her Lawson wig torn off. Had a wig torn off. And had it flushed. What did you see you think you liked in the movie tonight? The music's fantastic, and of course the girls. The beetle boots and the one-piece dresses. They just don't make them like that anymore. Well, Lance, what did you make of our first movie night? you got to see this. I'll say the people that here really enjoyed themselves. A lot of people loved the cat fight scene where Helen Lawson gets her wig flushed. Platinum do. There was some stunning makeup in it, some great looks, and there were some some truly moving scenes. You've got Anne at the end, who's the good girl who walks out. Annie. Helen Lawson comes out all right. Her show's doing okay. She realises she's alone. She but at the end, she sums it all up. But she realises who she is. Mm, she knows what she is. Well, next time we've got Desperately Seeking Susan, another one you've picked, Lance. I think this is going to be good. I'll bring some Madonna artefacts, and I think you've got more than one Madonna artefact at your place, Lance. People just enjoyed you doing your little commentary platinum do desperately seeking susan which has got rosanna arquette in it man it's a great movie so much fun i remember the first time i saw it i was like madonna oh come on she's so commercial because i was a punk and then by the end of it i was in love with that woman she's got the lace glove action going on in that movie and lots of fluoro Oh, yeah, it was all about the design. And, of course, all you millennials who think, oh, I'm dyeing my hair grey so it looks like I'm really... Nah, sorry, they were doing that in 1985 in Desperately Seeking Susan. There's many scenes of everyone with their hair with the magic silver white in it. They did it in ancient Rome, or maybe they were old. Either way, get with it, people. Madonna is Susan. The hottest voice in rock is now the freshest face on film. Every man is desperate to have her. One woman is desperate to be her. Starring Rosanna Arquette as Roberta. Desperately seeking Susan. A life so crazy it takes two women to live it. Do you want to open some crank mail, Tim? Open up that crank mail. Crank mail, crank mail, crank mail. Ooh. Hang on, Tim. What is that sound? It sounds like urinating and it sounds like it's coming out of a urethra. Funnily enough, it does, except it's Niagara Falls, Maynard. What? It's Niagara Falls, heard from space. This was actually heard by Yuri Gagivanov, who was on the Russian space station. He listened very closely. And if you listen, it's just a second of Niagara Falls. Check it out. Thank you for that entirely credible description. Let's have a listen. I've been a fool, Tim. You were right. Yeah, when you listen to it, then you go, of course, that's what it is. Crank mail. From Oliver Udall. 
Perth. Connection and a Patreon. Hiya, Oliver. The local pub has decided to put a 10-pin bowling alley in the beer garden, and he wants to know, do you think that's a good idea? And also, what is your opinion on pub games? When you would go to the pub and have a drink, Tim, what game would you? I just normally play the game known as Talk Shit Louder, is what I would usually do. I would play Talk Shit Louder and pool at the time at, oh. and play a lot of pool. Pub trivia, sometimes I'll do. Name one member of Yaz, and when they say Alison Moyer, you go, and that's always a good one. That's good. In Adelaide, they play dance. Nothing like alcohol and sharp objects being thrown. What about that weird snooker game that was interrupted by a fart recently? Did you see that? It was interrupted by a fart. Suddenly for the back of the room. A little bit of noise in the crowd there. I don't know what that sounded like. It sounded a bit strange. Uh, well, the last time I heard a noise like that, I think it was playing against Big Bill Werbenick many uh, years ago. <laughs> Settle down now, please. Thank you. Come on. If it was in the north of England, you'd be having a go, wouldn't you? Well, it's a tradition. Thank you, Oliver, for that. I hope we've solved nothing. Crank mail! Let's have a look at Twitter and see what we've got. And first of all, I'd like to draw your attention to a reading program that George Harab from the Geologic Podcast contacted us. He's uh, really spruiking up a program they have in the US, and I really hope we've got this here in Australia. They have drag queens reading to people in libraries in America, which is great, and I hope we've got that here, Tim. Particularly the reference section. Some Hansard. Drag queens read Hansard. Drag queens read everything about Norway. But they have a program where children can read to dogs, carer dogs that sit there while the kid reads aloud to the dog. And like George said, like if I was a kid and I could read to a dog, I'd do it all day. Why don't they read to cats, Maynard? Oh, they won't have it, Tim. They won't have it. They try and get involved in the story structure. They do critiques. They bring in Baroque language. Look, you don't want to read to a cat. You don't want to read to cats. Kitler just, oh, there he goes. He's walking out. We've upset. I mean, who, who is his favourite author, by the way? You know. It's- oh, right. It translates to my struggle with cat food. Pretty well. Thank you, George, for that. Reading to dogs. Uh, get onto it, Australia. I think it's a great library program. Why do vegans, and this sounds like a joke already, why do vegans not eat mushrooms? I looked into this, and some vegans won't eat mushrooms because it's a fungi, and they consider that an animal. But I'm thinking, wouldn't a plant have more sentient abilities than a fungus? I'm completely on the vegan side with this one, Maynard. Keep your hands off the mushrooms, you meat-eating bastards. The vegans, for once are completely right. Now, I know veganism is catching on. A lot of people make a lot of jokes. Vegans being prudish, vegans being terrible at oral sex. But at the end of the day, occasionally they bump into the truth, which is keep your hands off the shrooms. They are living, sentient beings. Crank mail! Horace Hubris asks, have either you or Tim been bullied by Ray Hadley? Um, I'm afraid I don't know who Ray Hadley is. I think he's on 2GB Sydney Radio. He's one of those guys who uh, has the word no to answer every question. That would save a lot of time. We've never been bullied by Ray, and we certainly look forward to being so. But keep your hands off those mushrooms, please. Crank mail! Peter Young from Orange writes to us, Does Tim prefer Marvel's Captain Marvel or DC's Captain Marvel, also known as Shazam? Why are Shazam and Captain Marvel being equated by Peter Young here? Simple answer, they both wear red spandex. But Shazam wears a ring. Shazam happens... And magic happens. 
So what superpowers has Captain Marvel got? Captain Marvel uh, travels through time and has turned into a girl. That's probably one of the ultimate superpowers. It's one of the world's most famous transitions. What is Shazam's main character? When the rings go together, what happens? Can you get a booking in a crowded restaurant or what happens? He can fly. That's all I know. Right. Uh, He doesn't get time things, but he can fly, land and then punch and then say something funny. Has the new Shazam got the whole Winnebago thing going where they go around the country, that sort of stuff? I always enjoyed that because that looked rather roomy, that Winnebago. Chosen from among all others by the immortal elders, Billy Batson and his mentor travel the highways and byways of the land on a never-ending mission to right wrongs, to develop understanding, and to seek justice for all. In time of dire need, young Billy has been granted the power by the immortals to summon awesome forces at the utterance of a single word. Shazam! I think his jobs change from episode to episode. Oh, he works in retail now. He's worked in sales at McDonald's and, of course, he can help your suit from riding up. Where is the Captain Boomerang movie? Captain Boomerang, who could also be a woman now it's all open. No, and it's typical Marvel to ignore the Aussies. We've got a hot tip for you if you're a collector because we were in Target the other day, was it? And we were looking at the Captain Marvel merchandise, the new stuff, Tim, and you have a hot tip for collectors out there. If you want to make money in 20 years, go and buy a Captain Marvel doll. She has, uh, she stands, I think, about 10 inches tall. Are you able to get her at Target? It's only for about 20 bucks. And the reason why is that people, collectors, uh, don't typically get drawn to female characters. But at the end of the day, People are going to want a complete collection. And what happens is there are fewer female toys made, so that rarity means that your little Captain Marvel doll will quadruple in value far faster than your average Black Panther walking around with a penis in his pants. And when we were there, we actually met a Star Wars aficionado who was doing a bit of bargain shopping as well. Any tips on any Star Wars toys you should hang on to for a decade or so? The Star Wars ones you want to get into, again, are the female characters because they just make fewer of those because collectors and boys just aren't interested in playing with those. The big collectors, we'd like to have everything that ever got made. And that's crank mail. If you want to send us any crank mail at any time, we can solve bets, we can start fights, we can ruin the family for you. Don't you worry. It's a real Tim Ferguson on Twitter, Maynard Comow, all one word, or you can send us an email at maynard at maynard.com.au. Or why aren't you a member of the Bunga Bunga Facebook page already? Because we've put all this stuff up a couple of days ago. You could already have your question on the show. That's what you Maynard. By Maynard Comow, how do you spell that? Maynard, M-A-Y-N-A-R-D-C-O-M-H, it's like maynard.com.au with the dots taken out. That's so simple. I know. I'd like to apologise for <laughs> Maynard Comor, who I've been Whoops. talking to and saying things that really must seem very strange. That's it for Crank Mail. Crank Mail. Hey, Tim, the federal election's for May, and we've been looking into one of the parties that's been a little bit overlooked but could be on the inside running for at least getting 19, 20 votes. They're really pushing way above their weight. A hypocrite party or the hypocrites? What do you think is the best way for them to be identify themselves? Well, either way, they're wrong, Maynard. We had a go at a few slogans here. Think of one for a moment at home now. Here's some music. What do you reckon we should go with, Tim? You can say, go hypocrite, but all you need is one smart ass to put a comma and then it all falls over. 
Vote for us and we'll do what we're going to do anyway. The others lie, but we're honest about it. Put your pants on, you hypocrite. Too much. I've got a hat for this one. Making hypocrisy great again. Too much duplicity is never enough. They need to have this at the end of whatever speech they're giving. We will tell you it's raining, then we'll piss on you. That works, Maynard. Really, hypocrisy is what this country was built on. This country was built on the saying, Captain Cook, the dirty chook, did a poop behind the kitchen door. What other country can say that? We told you we were sick. Who was it asked me? Oh, yeah, Gretel Colleen on her podcast, which is by Gretel Colleen. Ask me, uh, what will you have on your headstone? You've got uh, Spike Milligan with his great headstone, which is I told you I was sick. So I thought on a headstone, it should say, now here's a funny thing. I thought I'd like to have on mine, I wish I was younger. That's good. I know they had to put it in Latin, I think, on Spike Milligan's one. And I bet you they don't let you do jokes on Australian headstones, do they? I bet you they wouldn't. I've never seen one. Uh, You can guarantee Australians would have something against it. You'd have to buy your own cemetery. Time to put Tim in a pivotal place in history. Tim's historical hypothetical. Oh, no, I know. I can't do this. I, I don't know. I don't know the answer. The time in history is this month. Come on. You are in a smoky back room with a whole bunch of Liberals planning some stuff. That's right. The election has been called. You are a backroom smoking boy in the Liberal Party. What do you do to possibly win this election, which is going to be tight at the best? If I'm one of those guys, then I want to be able to feather my own nest. So that's the first thing I'll do. And when I'm sitting comfortably, <laughs> the thing to do is to... Not do a scare campaign. Doing a scare campaign doesn't really work in Australia because Australians are, by and large, what's the word? Oh, yes, stupid. Didn't it work for John Howard? Didn't he pull one about immigrants and things? Yes, but all those people are dead now, Maynard. Australians are like kangaroos. We're all really stupid. I think Scott Morrison should go for a born-again Christian love angle and see how many people in a short amount of time he can convince to become born-again Christians like himself. All he needs to do is heal a couple of people. If he healed me, that would be great. I'm in a wheelchair because I've got monumental I would love nothing more than for Scott Morrison, ScoMo, to lay his hands upon me and say, rise up, and for me to rise up. And who wouldn't vote for that? It'd be exactly like that scene in Life of Brian where the guy stands up and goes straight over into the pit. There you have it, Tim's historical hypothetical, telling you how the future's going to run, making it better. Come on, if, if you were a Doctor Who, which Doctor would you be? Well, we'd all love to be Tom Baker, but let's not kid ourselves. <laughs> so I think I would go to be Colin Baker. Ah, some people call him the unpopular Doctor. Colin Baker's a friend of mine. Tim is Colin Baker. What do you reckon, Kitler? <laughs> Oh, you're a cat. Tim's right of reply to a question nobody asked. Don't expect too much. Housing affordability, the double-edged wooden spoon. Everybody says we need houses to be affordable. We need housing affordability. We need young people to be able to afford houses. And everybody agrees until they realise, wait a second, doesn't that mean that the value of my house has to lower? Yes, it does. 
And here we go. No, wait, 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 wait. Just, just one second. So housing affordability, it's great. It's marvellous. But can can we do housing affordability with my house remaining beyond the reach of the average young person? No, you can't. Houses are becoming more affordable, just as the banks are giving away fewer home loans. These days, you can't get a home loan unless you're already paying a home loan. So housing affordability, I think, has turned into a disaster for homeowners. I believe there was a hipster in Northcote that's had the right idea. Northcote? Northcote hipsters? You pricks? They have the right idea. You bet they rent, but they tell people they own. Because in like just down the road in Darlinghurst in Sydney, they own, but they tell people that they rent. Who asks to see anyone's property deeds, hey? Particularly at two in the morning at in a nightclub. Most of the time in Northcote in North Melbourne, they'll have people saying, Give us a border for a song. So don't go thinking I'm rich, but it is worth three million now, despite the fact that it's a box of shit. But they can use smashed avocado as a collateral. Oh, yeah, they can use anything as a collateral. Their own facial hair, of which there is a plethora. Can you actually negative gear a latte? You can deconstruct a latte, so I'm sure you can negative gear one. If you're from Northcote... We've got something to tell you. Don't take this personally. I'm talking about everybody else in Northcote apart from you. That's Tim Ferguson's right of reply to a question nobody asked. Don't expect too much. Solving the housing crisis with a great big... I hate you! I hate you more! You realise I was actually talking about you. Bunga Bunga 53, we've gone through a lot of issues here. We've solved the nation's problems. What do you think people should take away as the thought from this episode as they go into their day and go, Tim was sure right about that. Stop drinking so much water, people. Bye-bye from me. <laughs> and it's bye-bye from him. Bunga Bunga!
On Maynard.com.au. AU. Bryson and Hume. Everything digital.